0: This week on Erotic Awakening, extreme blowjobs, Locked out, and creamed bulbos.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening
0: right now. The Rod Weekly Podcast is grateful to the support of our patron community who receive ad-free early access to podcasts, as well as many, 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 many other perks.
1: <laughs> Thank you to all of our supporters, like Bella. And
0: Tracy. Welcome to the community. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. It's been a week since we podcast, so you should see the number of shoutouts that we're going to get to. Awesome. I like that. But before we get there, we are... So, Don. I think about four or five episodes ago, one of the fetishes came up that was something like forced blowjobs. Mm-hmm. And and face fucking. Blow face. Yeah. Well, yes, face fucking. I mean, I'm a gentleman, <laughs> so I won't put it that way, which we'll find out to lie in just a moment. And you were telling me some stuff about that, and I don't think I believe you. So I brought in an expert. Okay. Tonight on the podcast, we have Auntie Vice. Auntie Vice, first off, thanks for joining us on
2: the show. It's great to be here. I'm finally glad to connect with you (laughs) face-to-face as much as we can.
0: Absolutely. And um, we know you from your blog and many other places, which we'll talk about in a moment. But first, we we first started talking, we had about eight different topics that would have been great (laughs) to discuss, but... I need to be convinced about uh, something that Don and I talked about a while ago. And so we're going to, I'd like to talk to you tonight about this idea of either extreme blowjobs or face fucking, or just these forced blowjobs. Um, and I know that, you know, that wasn't any of the topics we wanted to talk about, but I'm kind of in a flirtation. No, I'm making that part up. Um, should we mention Dawn, the, the reason you're coughing?
1: <laughs> should we? Well, it Too is much of a blowjob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just so, so our podcast listeners know, you cannot catch anything over a podcast. Uh, Dawn and I have tested and tested and tested. And Dawn, you have a sinus cold, nothing else. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just a sinus cold.
0: And you're welcome because I gave it to you uh, after I had it for a week. so
1: very much. So um, I kept away from it, kept away from it. And then you sat next to me so that we could zoom with Kevin and Katie. And the next day I'm coughing. Yes. So got a little too close in our 30 foot trailer.
0: Just (laughs) wanted to point that out for our, um, thank you for the love. Yes. For those (laughs) listening, Dawn's okay. A little bit of a cold. She'll be fine in a week or so. Coming back to on advice. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Tell me about, Why or what gives you the background to discuss forced-faced fucking?
2: So by by profession now, I am a full-time kink educator and writer. I spend all day reading and writing about sex. And for more than 30 years, I've been part of the kink community, trying all sorts of different things. And I have... Degrees in psychology, my BA and my PhD, so I understand anatomy and how the brain works and all of that good stuff to come together for power exchange and great sex.
0: That is just a fantastic answer when, um, when we're talking elevator speech, yeah,
2: (laughs) it wouldn't be like I was in politics for 20 years or anything.
0: (laughs) I'd vote for you already. So but tie this back into, so a lot of people have a lot of education in, in sexuality and such. But what is what is it that brings you to this discussion of forced blowjobs?
2: Because it is a personal fetish of mine. I love extreme, rough face-fucking. And while most people will say never push a head down on a dick while you're given a blowjob, that's the, that's the entry point for me. So... <laughs> The rougher, the more weird, the better for me. I think you guys are frozen. Like, so let's grab start, my face and then let's start off with that. And
0: that's really, and Dawn's not lying, right? You know, part of me actually pays to be a gentleman, right? We're, we're told.
1: We fixed that
0: by now. <laughs> Apparently, not. Um, this idea that you should treat people gently and with respect, and it kind of makes it challenging for me to wrap my head around that this is okay. What do I need to do to get there to say, yep, yeah, you know what, this is okay?
2: I think for a lot of a lot of guys, they're raised with the idea that you're supposed to be a gentleman during sex. You're not supposed to be rough. You're not supposed to force people, which is a great starting point. You should start any relationship from a point of respect. And I'm a fan of saying, you know, don't pull her hair until she begs you to do it. But then it's okay, right? If you've negotiated this, if you've talked about it, then you can go for it. And if you are new to this, if you haven't done any type thing kind of rough it could be useful to take a class because it's useful to know how the mouth and the throat and everything work. And you don't want to like end up having your partners pass out or vomit on your dick, unless that's what you're going for. And you need to know some, some basic safety stuff. But if you're both interested in trying this, if you've liked other types of rougher sex, you like hair pulling, you like scratching, you may like face slapping. You might like spanking. This can be an addition to it. And so start with just, you know, wrapping your fist in your partner's hair and holding them down while you stroke. Right. And you can go from there. And if they like it, great. Check in afterwards, kind of debrief. And if they don't like it, well, you tried it. Mm -hmm. So
1: agreed, but I find it really hot and it's, I know for me it has to do with the power exchange part of it, right? Someone else is taking control and making me do something that I already like to do. (laughs)
2: And so it's, it's, it's feeling desired. Like your partner yes. is holding you there and wanting you so much that they're kind of getting rougher. And there are a lot of us who really like to feel like we're so desired. Our partners are losing a little bit of control.
1: I. that's, I've tried to explain it that way before. That's why I like it when we had the condo, when you would just flip me over the arm of the couch and fuck me and forget about my pleasure. You just grabbed me, thrown me over, fucked me, finished however you wanted to, whether you finished or not, and pull up your pants and walk away. And that's like fucking hot. (laughs) It is.
2: See, see, I have collaboration. (laughs) And I can't tell you how many people have taken my class and said, you know how hard it is for me to get my my husband or my boyfriend to push me up against a wall and, like, passionately kiss me, shove his hand up my skirt. Like, mm. I really want this. And the guys are like, no, I'm supposed to be respectful of a woman. It's like, yes, until you negotiate, you don't have to be. I, I wonder
0: if that might be then, because regardless of being a gentleman and stuff, if we negotiate a scene, I'm down for You know, if the scene is a rough body play scene or talk to me like I'm a dirty whore, I'm fine with that. I wonder if one of the keys is to create that negotiation, even if it's to say, Dawn, sometime in the next three days, here's what I'm going to do. This, this, this. And that kind of gives you as a dominant permission to push those, maybe not push boundaries, but push yourself.
2: Exactly. And I think you've touched on it there. It's really the dominant pushing themselves because regardless of your gender as a dominant, you don't want to break your toys. You don't want to permanently harm your toys. And so when it comes to rougher things and things like forced face fucking, you don't want your partner gagging on your dick to the point till they barf and say, well, I'm never doing that again because they didn't like it. Now, if you've Mm -hmm. negotiated and said a little barf is okay and we'll make sure there's a bucket in the room, then go for it. Nice.
0: So as a, so I've, I've decided I'm going to switch this. I've decided that receiving rough blow jobs is my new hobby. How (laughs) do I, and I I don't have hair, so no hair grabbing. That's just not an option. Mm -hmm. How do I, what do I need to know as a receiver to not choke, to not, uh, I mean, gag. (laughs) I'm not going to say I've ever had a bad experience with this as a giver,
2: Mm-hmm. Because,
0: but I have, right? So, what do I need to do as a receiver to prepare myself?
2: Is it just eat lots of big carrots? <laughs> so, as a receiver, part of it is practice with a regular blowjob. You know, practice covering your teeth. You don't want to scrape the heck out of somebody's dick, right? That's that's usually uncomfortable. Most most people with penises are not going to like that. So, practice that. Uh, practice holding your breath. Practice deep throating because mm. you can practice deep throating that's not rough and get used to that. If you can't deep throat and you know you have a gag reflex, then figure out if you're comfortable maybe vomiting a little. Uh, there's plenty of people who, who do rough blowjobs and you may vomit a little and spit it out and go right back to it. Um, if you're not comfortable with that, you know, then let your partner know. And it can also incorporate breath play. So if mm-hmm. you enjoy as the receiver being choked out, having a dick shoved down your throat and having your partner hold you there as a form of breath play can be incredibly erotic. And for the the person you know, getting the blowjob, your partner's literally choosing your dick over air, right? And that can be really <laughs> sexy, but the level of submission it takes to do that and not bite mm-hmm. or jump off is really hard. So it's a really submissive act to say okay I really am going to choose your dick over my last breath
1: so and and I've actually got a couple of uh, hints to throw in here as well in that um it can still be rough face fucking if you put if the if the giver puts their hand at the bottom of their dick Mm -hmm. so that your face can only go so far so you yep. can get right to that gag. You don't have to go all the way to the gag. It can still have that power exchange in it. And mm-hmm. I can still limit by putting my hand there where I know the end is before I gag and barf. Because I'm not into barfing. I don't mind gagging. Right. <clears throat> and I don't mind that, that, that wetness that happens from the gagging. But I don't want to barf. So I can place my hand there and that's where my right. face is going to end. Or you can start out by tapping out. Mm -hmm. Right, you can have a tap out code as
0: well. But you know that so that's the next thing I was thinking about though. What is as I as a receiver, Mm
2: -hmm. if it
0: is, I mean, if we're really getting into this forced face fucking take it, you slut. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, how do I what if my tap out isn't acknowledged because my giver is just so into it, right? And I'm not talking about these terrible situations where somebody's ignoring you're safe right. for it. They're just not noticing. It not ta-
2: well, for the person who, who is giving uh, the, the, you know, going down, you always have teeth. If your tap out's being ignored, it doesn't take too much teeth pressure to make somebody all of a sudden pay a whole lot of attention to what <laughs> you say. Like I always keep that in the back of my mind as much as I'm into this, like, if he's not getting the signal, all I have to do is a little bit of pressure, and boom, uh, <laughs> we're safe. Uh, right? Because nobody with a penis wants it chomped on. Um, it's I, I've plenty of guys I've been with who are into cock and ball torture. They still don't want their dick bit off. So. That, that's always a safety thing. The other thing is, if it's getting too intense, there's other things to do down there. You can suck on their balls, lick their taint, eat their ass, and then come back to it. And that alternating the different stimulation, it can still be part of a rough blowjob. But if he's sitting there forcing his balls into your mouth and, you know, saying suck on him and stuff, that can still be part of it. But you're not mm-hmm. going to gag on a pair of testicles. You know, you're, you know, you could be eating their ass and taint all day long while they jerk off. And that can be part of it. Um, and again, that would take out the gag aspect.
0: Have you ever been in a situation where you felt endangered? In, or felt, and I don't mean that in a really negative way, but such a way. Look, I, I'm trying to breathe, and you're just not listening. Or or do, or, or do teeth solve everything? <laughs>
2: uh, there, there's that that panic instinct when you can't breathe, and you've gone past right. that point where you're comfortable. And the the people I play with, who we do this, we have years and years of play and trust, and so I know. He knows how close I am and it's it's a full submission and trust to he won't let me pass out because, you know, we've agreed not to go to the point where I pass out. And if I do, I know he has the skills to revive me. Like he's done those classes. We've done all the safety stuff. I trust this person implicitly. And so while that panic may kick in, so does my submission and my, my desire mm-hmm. to submit. And then it's like, okay, so... At this point, it's all for him, and I've got to override that panic in my brain.
0: Very cool. Oh, the
2: imagery. Is is, (laughs) (laughs) Is
0: there a way to – is your gag reflex simply what it is, or is there a way to work with
2: that and maybe reduce it? Or You can reduce it, um, and – so, you start, you figure out where it's at because for everybody, it's a little different point in their throat that'll trigger that gag reflex. And you can practice with an object. Um, you know, there are uh, various um, dildos and stuff out there that'll work um, and take yourself to that point and keep working further and further okay. to kind of, and you can work on that. Um, make sure you use an edible lube, it makes it a lot easier than doing a, a dry dildo down the throat. Um, huh. You can try with a. You can work with a partner, right, and have them push back and then do a training session where you're tapping to the point where you're just about to to gag and then have them pull out and then do it again so you get comfortable with with what you're going to be working with um, and work on that. And then eventually you'll get asked by some 10-year-old in a restaurant, dad, what's a gag reflex? And you'll all (laughs) look at each other and say, well, none of us have had that since 1985. So uh, it's not something in this clan you got to worry about.
0: Very cool. Um, I would love to talk to you about blowjobs all day long. <laughs> I'm a little uh, confused by how much I'm enjoying this idea of, re- of giving blowjobs. Um, I thought I was a, or do I confuse by being a receiver?
2: I, I, I'm just generally confused. You're just generally apparently, confused. <laughs> but one, one, one it's fun question. on both ends. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, one more question for you right now, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Would you consider? this kind of play good or reasonable for pickup play
2: no i don't one i suck at pickup play myself um i want to really trust people that i'm doing the more extreme things with and i want to know that they've trained and had the skills around this and because this involves things like my air passage and my ability to vomit um that's something I want to know that they have a decent amount of skill about. So I don't do it for pickup play. Some people may be a little more comfortable with it. And if you are in something like a public dungeon where there are dungeon monitors and there's people who are trained in safety, this may be an option uh, for me personally. It's a little extreme for something I do with somebody I didn't know. Well,
0: okay, fantastic. cool. Yeah. Where? So I want to make sure I, I, I word this correctly. Where can people find you so that they can have you come out and teach
2: this class in real time, <laughs> or if they'd like to to you on the podcast or follow your blog. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. I'm everywhere on the internet under auntie, vice, A-U-N-T-I-E-V-I-C-E. I'm on all the social medias. My, uh, my website is auntievice.com. I run the podcast fat chicks on top because that's where we should be. And uh, my blog is love Letters to a unicorn.com. I am happy to come out and teach a class and I am happy to teach it online. So give me a shout out. If you want to reach me.
0: Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you very much for talking to us tonight. Hang out for a little bit yet while Dawn and I wrap up some other business. Dawn, we do have a lot of other stuff coming up, We really do. I wonder if, so recently when we were presenting at Locke, we presented the class sexual BDSM and we asked, is this sexual BDSM or is it BDSM or is it sex? Right. Forced face fucking, is that sexual BDSM?
1: Um, God, it can be both, but I would put it under sexual BDSM because it involves power exchange and power exchange is my kink, which to me is BDSM, so therefore sexual bdsm
0: well i refuse to answer that question <laughs> until we teach sexual bdsm again but fortunately teaching sexual bdsm is on our radar at the academy of fetish arts in cleveland ohio
1: so yeah so that'll, that'll be fun we'll be back in our home state but
0: i don't know the dates for that how in the world would i know the date for
1: that <laughs> Keep up with all our events, book news, which we have plenty of, and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter.
0: And get your EA shout out, like Sesame1208 from Nebraska- New England. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> N-E. Maybe they
1: visit New England on occasion. That, that could be. That could be. Fine, Nebraska. <laughs> Paula from South Carolina.
0: Whimsy from Colorado. B.B. Bunny from Minnesota. Sage from Pennsylvania. Dominic Cat from New York City. Jevon from, Jevon from New York. Jevon. J-E-V-O-N. How do you pronounce that? I would, That's how I would do it. Jevon. Would you do it with, that, with a J? Would you do it with that stupid French accent I've been putting? Jevon <laughs> no, from don't. New York. <laughs> no,
1: I don't do accents. Uh, Jody from New York.
0: The funny thing is we just met Jevon. So I'm sure that uh, <laughs> he, he, this is terrible. Uh, but don't forget about Alice from Pennsylvania. Kayla from Iowa, Brooks from Kentucky,
1: and Charles from Virginia. Head
0: over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today and get your EA shout out.
1: Awesome. Welcome, everybody. That's going to be so cool. Hopefully, some of you guys will join our Discord, which we will
0: give more info about in just a little bit. Dawn, we did, as I mentioned, we just came back from presenting at Lock Mm -hmm. in New York, one of the best run groups I have been to in the past two years.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, that's cheating. It is cheating but a little still, bit. It was it really a really good fantastic.
0: Um, They took wonderful care of us. Mm-hmm. We got to meet a couple of podcast listeners like Computer King and cool people like Blaze and Trailblaze. Nope, it's not Blaze. It's Bays Trail Baze and Baze. Um, oh, no,
1: it's Trail Blazel. It's Trail because it's a combination of trail and hazel eyes. Carol well, then it Blazel. must be blazing. Yes. Uh,
0: as much as we don't like your names, apparently we do like you as human beings. <laughs> thank you for turning us on to some new music as well, and thank you for dancing in the middle of the room on Sunday. We caught that. That was cool. That was a really great group of people. Great though. group of people. Great event. Um, very, 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 and I don't know what
1: word I want to use, but they really loved what we did, and they were very vocal about it. And um, appreciative. Appreciative. That's the word and um so there was about 35 40 people we taught six classes we got volunteers for the sexual bdsm class so
0: we actually got to see other oh my people God, demos hottest.
1: and stuff Woo-hoo. that was really cool um
0: and, and one of the nice things and i tell you um and Audie Vice is still with us i you know how it is sometimes you go out and you present for somebody this is one of those groups where suddenly immediately you didn't i mean you know yeah you were the presenters but very quickly you just felt like family it was really neat to just feel accepted by the group
2: that's awesome it really is cool uh
0: dawn why are we on social media
1: why we're on a lot of social media what what but, why are you asking i do social media every day i know
0: but uh apparently somebody's actually listening out there Oh, Um, yeah,
1: because I did the, oh, every once in a while, I'll throw a question out there. And the last question I threw out was, what's the most risque place you've had sex? And then I caught myself answering my own question and good Lord. So, so much stuff I could put out there and I ended up not answering it because I wanted everybody else's answer. So we had things like the doorway of a church. Never done that. And I'm like, a doorway of a church. And they're like, okay. So it was raining and it was after five and it was getting dark. And I'm like, yeah, but still, a doorway of a church. That's cool. And someone else was like an empty bed in a hospital. Haven't done that. Coat closet of a hotel restaurant. Hotel
0: restaurant. Haven't done that.
1: (laughs) A picnic table while on a walk. Well, yeah, I did that. I have done that many, many times. Um it's funny and, because I've only done that with you once.
0: Huh. Huh. That's interesting.
1: It's funny how that worked. Remember I had the vanilla boyfriend? Yeah. There were some things I was able to get him to do. That kind of hit my, my kink. Um, in the bed of a pickup truck at a government facility. You know how specific is that?
0: Uh, you know what? I've seen Stranger <laughs> Things. I'll pass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and in a toy store toilet.
0: That's just interesting. <laughs> Uh, I will say, for a time, I had a run of toilet sex. Uh, toilet sex or? Sex in a toilet. Thank you. It's a different cake altogether. <laughs> that word,
1: in, <laughs> brings up a totally different picture. So...
0: Um, Vice, you're still with us, so I'm going to ask you, what is the most risque place you've had sex
2: that comes to mind? <sighs> And you can only pick one. I can only pick. Well, I've, I've done the, the picnic table. I've done the I've actually done the pickup truck in a government facility. And that was not me answering it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. It's oh, most risky place I've had sex. It, you know, at some point, it becomes really hard to tell what's risque and what was just stupid. <laughs> right? Right? I'm on that. But I, I had a, so it's not quite sex, but I had a, a relationship with a dominant who used to text me at work and tell me to do stuff. So one day I had slipped a butt plug and lube into my purse and told me to wear it. And then I couldn't mm-hmm. take it out until he told me. And so I had to, I ended up wearing it into a meeting with the governor's office um oh yay <laughs> <laughs> i would call that risque i would call that risque, <laughs> yes
1: my, my my problem is that most of my risk risque stuff that i could think of i've done a lot as an adult but i also did a lot with the high school boyfriend and that was out of necessity right that's because right. we didn't have a place to go so it was in the woods by the stream, down by the cornfield, or mm-hmm. out in the soybean field behind my parents' lot. Yeah, no,
0: but that's and, different because right. as, in, as a teen, when you do that stuff, it's risque, but it's it just feels it's somewhat natural, right? Yeah. As an adult at my age... It's a
1: choice of not going to a hotel and... Well, it's so <laughs> not just that, but...
0: I don't want to have to call one of the kids and say, can you bail me out of jail? I got stuck. <laughs> I got caught fucking in the back of a pickup truck at the uh, armory over here or something.
2: Uh, and I will uh, say, my teenage boyfriend, he lived with his parents on a military base because he was a military brat. And we fucked on a number of places on the military base. But again, out of necessity and not so much right. trying to be risque. Yeah. Right. All right.
0: Great. Right. So, Don, uh, yes. we do have three fetishes. I see we're on the letter I, and we're moving into J. Our advice, as we discussed earlier, we asked if you'd be willing to, and you said, "I don't know what you're talking about." We said, "Just <laughs> live with it. Well, we'll be Go all right." Uh, one, two, or th-
2: three. Let's do three. Pick a number. Yes, let's do three.
0: Oh, this is you picking one of those three. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting one, Don, and I Uh think you're familiar with this one. Jerk off instructions, being instructed or told to masturbate,
2: perhaps where and when have you ever had someone give you jerk off instructions? Oh, it's a regular part of the dynamic. Yeah, there's nothing more fun than having a dominant text you say, okay, I want you to to go edge and then you have to text me for permission and I'll decide at that point whether or not you get to come or, you know, go jerk off and send me a short video. I've done that from the LAX bathroom more than once. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, Southwestern Government Airlines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at that point, everybody knows exactly the bathroom because there's there's one we all fly out of for Sacramento. Um, so, yeah, I, I find it quite fun. And when I've, uh, I've talked um, and, and worked from that side of the slash, I do it to folks all the time. And then, like, report to me what you fantasized about as a way to get to understand where their head's at at that point and what's driving their fantasies. Ooh. Nice. I like that.
1: Remember
0: some of the instructions you used to give me at the beginning? So, when Dawn and I were a newbie couple, I told her to go masturbate in front of buildings, speaking uh-huh. of risque, and to do it alphabetically. Ah. So, you started with, with Applebee's. And then you went to, I don't remember what the B was. Borders, maybe? Could have
1: been. Because it was up there in yeah, that I area. I feel like of it, town, was so it was Borders. Yep. Probably a Borders. And then, uh, yeah, so I had to do it alphabetically and then send him a picture of. Oh, was this even around the time? Did phones even do pictures back then? Maybe, but I I remember sending you pictures. So I had to do it somehow, and um, yeah, and I would text him with the where I was at the time on my lunch hour and masturbating in the parking lot.
0: <laughs> that that unrelated, a completely um, that just reminded me of the first time <clears throat> you and I were together, mm-hmm. and I gave you instructions when you got to a certain place. You had to communicate with I me. I had to communicate with you. But you could not text me because texting was not a thing. Texting was not a thing. You had to pick up a uh, pay phone. Uh-huh. Ah.
1: And page you. And paged me, yeah. And the problem was was that it was his work page, and it wouldn't take a page from a um, phone box. Oh, wow. So then, so then I had to call him at work, and he thought I was saying no to the to getting together Because I hadn't paged him Yes, So I had to explain No, it took my quarter But it won't let me page you <laughs> Old people problems <laughs> oh my god, I feel so
0: old um, Don, one or two um, Don't look, okay. Don't
1: look uh,
0: Two Inter <laughs> <laughs> Read the description <laughs> Intercruel Or interfemoral Oh,
1: that's the one I said Oh, it has a name
0: Thrusting between someone's thighs without penetration.
1: That's actually hot, right? So like, and I kind of remember you doing this with someone at some point, and it it may have been me, it may not, because our first 11 months, we didn't have sex, our first 11 months together.
0: Correction. We did not have intercourse.
1: intercourse. True. and But I still don't think you did it with me. I think you did it with someone else. But anyway, you lube up the inner thighs, Mm -hmm. and then the guy can fuck the thighs, right? And that, that is just hot. That whole idea is hot.
2: Is it hot, though? I think so. I think a lot of the stuff that gets blown out is, you know, once you start having penetrative sex that people let go by the wayside, like finger banging and, and that type of thrusting and stuff is really hot. And mm-hmm. we we get rid of it in exchange for, you know. More penetrative stuff, and it's like, no, you got to go back to the good stuff. Like, so much yeah, of that is is underrated, and it's a great way to to get stuff. Plus, you and your partner are both getting excited at the same time. There's you. a lot of body touching, and man, that can go a lot of different ways. And I can right? see, like, tying somebody up or binding them where their thighs are stuck together, and then you know you oh, have shit, control. Yeah, right. Yeah. See, that's that's just hot
1: to me, and. Part of it is because I am not attached to my orgasm per Mm -hmm. se, and I'm not attached to um, penetrative sex. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love it, but I'm not attached to it. So yeah, have me tied down and tie my legs together, lube up my thighs and fuck my thighs. Shit. Yeah. I love the, the foreplay stuff with air quotes. I love that thing. And it's, it's power exchangey and it's, Dan staring off into space, thinking of scene.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking about why wow, can I wrap this fucking podcast up quickly and go do that thing. Um, actually, Don, you are correct. I don't know if I've done it with you. I don't think so. What I have done with you is bind your legs. I think I've done it with you is bind your <laughs> legs closed and then try to fuck you, which yes. is just to create that frustration. Mm-hmm, that you have done. Yes, uh, with a uh, previous partner that I had, uh, she had just given birth, so her. So I fucked her thighs instead, and that was kind of cool for both of us. So yes, been there, enjoyed that. Cool. I didn't know it had a name either. And what's the, what do we have for me? Okay, so for
1: you is imprisonment, which is mm-hmm. obsession with being locked inside cages, cells, coffins, or other areas.
0: I don't. Um, Neither a giver or receiver on that one. That one does not trip anything for me.
1: Cool. But I know it does for some people. We used to have the cage at the space. Oh, yeah. That was used a lot. (laughs) We had the friend that that had an opportunity that she was just going to be put in a cage on a boat and only let out when she was needed. We have a
0: friend who sleeps in a cage every night. Oh,
1: we do. Mm -hmm. And the cage is under her owner's bed. Yep. So that's kind of neat. It's like the bed's on a pedestal. We just saw this a couple of months ago. The bed's on a pedestal and the whole bottom underneath the the mattress and box spring is the cage and it's it's like oh it's kind it's really comfy. So that's kind of neat. But yeah, it's a thing.
0: There there's room in the RV under our bed. Do you want me to make you a cage?
1: No, thank you. I kind of like the mattress. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm claustrophobic. (laughs) Insolent.
2: See, I think after a certain age, too, you just want to be comfortable when you sleep. Yes. The idea of being uncomfortable or cold or on a bad mattress. No, I am nearly 50. And that is just not cute. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm a masochist, not an idiot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, he doesn't want my claustrophobia and fear of the dark to kick in during the night. Me and I'd be beating underneath the bed. Let, Let me out. We'd be in the RV park and people would be hearing me. Let me out.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, on advice, as long as you're on here, I was, maybe you can help us with a question. Somebody wrote us a question and I don't really have an answer for it. Um, somebody wrote in and asked about having sex. And they totally need a Dom, but their boyfriend uh, seems to be, their quote, lame vanilla. And they're looking for anything but vanilla. They're a sub in the bedroom, and they need and want to be able to draw him out to be more dominant in the bedroom. I don't know that Don and I have come across this in our own experience. Don's experience with it, um, converting your vanilla boyfriend didn't go very well.
1: Converting the vanilla husband didn't go well, converting the vanilla boyfriend didn't go well.
0: Do you
2: do you so, have any
1: advice
0: for our,
2: our I writer? It happens for some people. It does. It happens for a lot of folks and this is a this is actually a big issue out there where you have dissimilar interest. So, if you are the submissive in a relationship and your partner's a dominant, first thing is have a conversation about why they're not interested or what's holding them back from exploring their kink. If They've been raised to think, well, a a good partner, this is you treat with respect, you do all of this. Are they open to having the conversation around can we negotiate where within a time, certain time period within a scene that you can take on these other roles? You can introduce somebody gently to them. The 1950s housewife kink is a great introduction to somebody who you know is not kinky because Mm -hmm. while they may think of it as all whips and chains and degradation and not attached to that. If you iron his work shirts every Sunday, wearing just an apron and a butt plug, he may be able to come around to making that a protocol, (laughs) right? You know, you, you find ways to introduce people to that. And for people who are turned off because they think kink is just domination and humiliation and pain it's much broader than that. There's a lot of softer sides of kink and it gives me a great t- I'm actually teaching a class on that, um, in June, uh, for people who don't like the whole whips and chains thing, but you may like bondage. You may like sensation play. Uh, you may like extended erotic massage. These can all be worked into a power exchange dynamic. So it's finding the commonalities and where your partner is willing to expand exploration around erotic stuff. Um, And, you know, staying away from the things that make them uncomfortable.
0: Very cool. I love that answer. And I love that idea. Tell me again where people can contact you. I'd like to see you at more events presenting this stuff.
2: Yeah. uh, So I'm at auntievice.com is my website. It has all of my classes and stuff up there. I teach almost monthly with uh, Wicked Grounds online, with Blackthorn online, with Kink Positive online. So I teach quite a bit in, in classes. and. Uh, This fall, I will be doing a tour up and down the East Coast, so I'm slowly adding dates for my tour. So if you're on the East Coast and you want me to teach, again, auntievice.com, and I am happy to come teach a a variety of classes this year. Uh,
0: Thank you very much, Don. I don't know. Did we get food on... It's not food on boobs, but it's pretty close. I see that we got a creamed vulva donut and i didn't know what that was until i went and looked at it Minotaurus, thank you for finding that and sending it to me that was hot i loved uh i love me some cream donuts i love me some vulva so it's kind of a win-win for me
1: (laughs) it was kind of neat because they were in and it was called a something pancake but it looks like a, a donut, cake thing. And they are. They were all different shapes of different kinds of vulvas, which is neat. And, the, and then the cream on it. it, it looked, I would
0: have to lick the cream off first. Well, of course. Well, <laughs> do you bite... And I—I I, This is the dumbest question ever, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you bite the ears off the bunny or the feet off the bunny when you eat a chocolate bunny? I lick its face first. Okay. And then I eat the ears. Why? Okay. Why? What are you picturing? I'm, I'm trying to not picture it at all. You're assuming it's a chocolate bunny. I was thinking real bunnies. Oh, stop. Terrible. <laughs> um, so, uh, And then, uh, you know, I hate TikTok.
1: I know you do, but people send me links all the time. Um, Ordith sent me a TikTok link to um, a silicone uh, tentacle toy. So I always like those, uh, the new tentacle toys. It wasn't a bad dragon. It was something else, but it didn't have the name on
0: it. And keep sending them because <coughs> I might say I hate TikTok, but I love tentacle toys.
1: Exactly. And then someone, through our Discord, someone sent us a picture on Easter of uh, someone doing cosplay as a bunny and spanking spanking the women in their little short skirts. So that was cute as well. Who was the bunny? I don't know who the bunny was.
0: Spanking the bunny?
1: What? Spanking the girls. It was somebody cosplayed as a bunny. Okay.
0: Okay. The,
1: spanking the girls. The
0: bunny was doing the spanking.
1: Yes. Woof. I just want to know wow. where he hides the eggs. hey Exactly.
0: <laughs> Don, in the middle of walking around, I think it was Woodstock, but it might uh-huh. have been one of the other towns we've been in recently. You said Woodstock. Stop. I'm going to take a picture. What do you do with that picture?
1: I put it on Instagram. So I have a lot of stuff that goes out on Instagram. And as we're wandering the country in our RV, I try to remember to put instant Instagrams.
0: Regardless of, <laughs> of the there. fact that we just spent a half hour talking about face fucking, the most vanilla Instagram around can be found at <laughs> erotic awakening.
1: So, and then take a moment to support the podcast rate us on Apple Podcast Google Play Stitcher Spotify or wherever you listen
0: or just tell your friends
1: so feel free to reach out to us we love interacting with you
0: contact us with questions podcast comments or just to say hi
1: you can find us as Dan and Dawn on Twitter
0: and FetLife or Erotic Awakening on Instagram
1: and you can use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for our Facebook and Discord
0: or just eat. Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Bye, all boys. Bye.